This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 29th of June. In your Squiz today... A proposal to ban gambling ads, inflation deflation, the Musk effect, and sad and sorry Swifties. This is your Squiz today. Claire, when it comes to online gambling, Aussies are the world champions. Aussies gamble more online than those from any other country in the world. They lose $25 billion every year. And concerns about problem gambling has seen a federal parliamentary committee look into it. Yesterday, they recommended a ban on all gambling ads during sporting events within three years. That inquiry has been going on for the past seven months. And out of that, MPs came up with 31 recommendations to regulate the gambling industry, to phase in that advertising ban, and also to help problem gamblers. The committee chair is Peter Murphy. She reckons that the suggestions should be adopted by the Albanese government because gambling ads, she says, are inescapable. Mm. Um, she also says that they're manipulating an impressionable and vulnerable audience to gamble online. And she also said that kids are basically being educated to gamble while they're doing something that millions of Aussies love doing, which is to watch sport. And Murphy said there's a good reason gambling companies spent $310 million on advertising in 2022 alone, and that's because it gets some customers. But responsible wagering Australia boss Kai Cantwell said while the sector expects to be regulated, their ads put much-needed dollars towards supporting sporting codes and the broadcasters. Yep, and like so much in life, it comes down to the dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, As for whether the recommendations will be adopted by the Albanese government, we don't know the answer to that yet. The report is now going to be considered by the government. But Communications Minister Michelle Michelle Rowland has previously said that the government's open to changes and that could include a ban on gamblers using credit cards to bet online. Uh, As for the coalition side of the ledger, leader Peter Dutton has previously called on the government to ban gambling ads during the broadcast of games. He did that in his budget response just last month. If the ban does go through, Claire, a recent survey showed that Aussies might be on board. The Australian Gambling Research Centre reckons more than half of us believe betting ads shouldn't be on the TV before 10.30pm. Claire, former schoolteacher and convicted murderer Chris Dawson has another guilty verdict to his name. This time it's for having a sexual relationship with an underage student back in the 80s. Yeah, Chris Dawson, of course, was convicted last year over the murder of his wife, Lynette. Mm. And this year he's been on trial over his relationship with a teenage girl known as AB. And after Lynette disappeared, Dawson and AB married and had a child and she gave 
evidence against him in this trial. She described being groomed by Dawson and the judge in that Sydney trial believed her. During the trial, Dawson denied being intimate with AB until she was 17 years old, which was the age of consent at the time, and had pleaded not guilty. He's currently serving a 24-year sentence for Lynette's murder and he'll be sentenced over his latest conviction in September. We've been speaking about what went down in Russia over the weekend a lot this week. And Claire, there's been another update. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko says Wagner's leader Yevgeny Prigozhin has arrived in Belarus after that deal struck between Prigozhin and Russian President Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that's the deal that Lukashenko helped to negotiate between those two Russian men and it comes after Prigozhin led his Wagner mercenaries in that attempted mutiny last weekend and that took them to within 200 kilometres of Moscow. Mm. Uh, Lukashenko says that the Wagner fighters have also been offered the opportunity to join Prigozhin in Belarus. Uh, He's offered them an old military base. And Claire, the neighbours of Belarus are Poland, Latvia and Lithuania. They say they're concerned about having Wagner troops so close by. The Lithuanian president, Gitanas Norsida, said Wagner fighters are serial killers that could cause more instability in the region. Of course, this has been a pretty fast-moving story this week and there's lots of bits and pieces to get across. If you'd like more of the backstory, we have two Shortcut episodes to listen to. You can find them in your Shortcuts feed. There were some strong signs yesterday that the worst of Australia's inflation might be behind us, Claire. It came down to some data from the Bureau of Stats, which showed the inflation rate fell to 5.6% in the 12 months to May. And that's down from the 6.8% that we saw in April. Yeah, and it's really important because inflation went up between March and April. So to have it come back down between April and May is a better result. Mm. And it's certainly better than what the economists were expecting. Um, The data shows that it was led by falls in the cost of fuel and also holiday travel, but there are still big contributors to inflation that include housing, food and household costs, so your electricity bill, and I think we can all nod along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, inflation is really important to the Reserve Bank as it looks at setting interest rates. It wants inflation somewhere between 2 and 3%, and the experts off the back of this result reckon that it might give the Reserve Bank some breathing space to hold off on another interest rate rise when it meets next Tuesday. Yeah, but there are some other economists who still expect a couple more rate hikes to come through this year. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. 
The world's richest man has a new feather to add to his cap, Claire. His name's been used by a team of Norwegian researchers for a new phenomenon they've discovered. Scientists have found that intelligent men tend to become fathers later in life and have more kids, and they're calling it the Elon Musk effect. Yep, another reason to talk about Elon Musk and his great <laughs> achievements. Uh, what these researchers have done is they've analysed the records of 900,000 Norwegian men who were born between 1950 and 1981. Uh, they were given IQ scores when they went through army conscription testing. So it's a big database that they have. Mm. And what they found is that there's a long-standing pattern where those with the highest IQs tend to become dads after 30 years old, and they tend to have more children than those in the lower IQ score group. So they went in the opposite direction. They had higher rates of childlessness. And Claire, Musk, of course, isn't the first man to start having children in middle age, but (laughs) he is one of the most well-known, and that's what inspired the researchers to name it after him. His IQ score is 155, which is high. And I didn't know this, Claire, but he's fathered 10 kids. Yep, that is a lot of kids. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire, and I can tell you what I'm doing. That's rest and recovery for my jangled nerves after missing out on Taylor Swift tickets yesterday ahead of the release of general admission tickets tomorrow. <laughs> you probably do need a bit of <laughs> R&R after that, and I don't think you're on your lonesome there. Uh, and if you were battling it out online yesterday, there's some numbers for you that might make you feel a bit better. Um, Ticket Tech says that more than 4 million users logged on uh, and also that it had to repel about half a billion bot attempts. So mm. it was pretty hectic. Yeah, hectic is one word for it, Claire. <laughs> is there anything else we need to know about today? Yep. So ICAC, which is the New South Wales corruption watchdog, it's going to reveal whether or not Gladys Berejiklian uh, breached the public trust and engaged in any dishonest behaviour. That investigation has been a long time coming. Yes, I reckon we'll be talking about that tomorrow. And that's it for us today. Thank you for listening as always and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SqueezeKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women, and together, honour their legacies. <laughs>